Welcome to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and the Bean Town Podcast. This is your host, Quinn David Furness. Our first installment of the Bean Town 2018 Spring Break Road Trip Podcast Spectacular. We are so excited to be coming to you live on the Lord's Day, live from the heart of central Pennsylvania, Harrisburg, the capital. It is a beautiful day out in central Pennsylvania for April 22nd, 2018. How are you? What's new? What's good? What is fresh? We are set up here in our hotel room. We're doing some work this week in Pennsylvania before we uh, we head down south to hit up Memphis next Saturday morning, live from the Mississippi River. Uh, we will be there. I promise the, the podcast will not be broadcast in that voice, but I'm happy to be to be uh, to be here with you today, live from PA. This is the first time that the podcast has ever come to you live from outside Beantown. You know, usually I advertise coming to you live from 817 St. Paul Street. Uh, it's a little bit different. St. Paul Street is uh, is on the back burner today, and uh, and we're going we're going live. Sorry, I thought I heard somebody trying to get into my hotel room. That was scary. Reminds me of uh, yesterday. I saw, went to uh, the Charles Cedar and saw Joaquin Phoenix, and you were never really here. A really uh, powerful, intense uh, film about well, about a lot of different things. But I think one of the most prominent themes is is the PTSD aspect. Joaquin plays a uh, uh, an Iraq War veteran, a uh, Gulf War veteran. They don't make it explicitly clear. It's not that it's not important, but. Uh, and he has a lot of uh, suicidal tendencies, and uh, I don't want to give away the movie at all, but uh, it's if you can stomach the violence and the sort of disturbing sequences, uh, it's a fantastic film. I rarely, in my movie review life, give uh, out four stars, but You Were Never Really Here has earned my respect. Four out of four stars for You Were Never Really Here, so go check it out if you get the chance. I know... A Quiet Place is kind of uh, grabbing all the headlines, and uh, Avengers is coming out soon, I think. But, boy, this was a fantastic film. You don't want to miss it. Uh, if you can't handle a lot of blood, a lot of violence, um, PTSD-related images, then, yeah, uh, you might take a pass on this. But I don't... Uh, I, I try not to give out my movie recommendations haphazardly because I hate it when people walk up to me and are like, oh, Quinn, you gotta you gotta watch this movie or that movie. It's great. And they don't really tell you anything about it and you know, you don't really feel compelled to watch it uh because it's not a reliable recommender, you know? Well, that's what I'm trying to do for you here today. I'm trying to become a reliable uh recommender. Uh speaking of Joaquin's, uh we have coming up hopefully shortly on the podcast here, special guest uh, Joaquin Alaska of DePaul Housing Services fame. He's coming on the podcast, I believe, in a couple minutes here if Joaquin calls in. Um, otherwise, this would be a we're just going to ramble until he comes on. This might be your first ever marathon podcast, which uh, that's in the works. That's coming up perhaps in the fall. But uh, Joaquin 
We're ready for you whenever. Coming on to talk about passions and what happens when you lose your passion. Uh, I don't really know how it's going to go. You know, we were approached by Joaquin a couple weeks back and uh, happy to, to fit him in on our road trip here. And uh, yeah, we're just going to see how that goes. And then after we finish up there, uh, we are going to, uh, one of our big Facebook questions this week, we're still doing, what are your thoughts on? Uh, and, uh, we wanted to know about women in leadership. That was the big question for us this week. I know in the past we've discussed the 19th amendment, which doesn't allow discrimination based on gender or, or sex. Uh, it doesn't allow uh, courts or, or states to discriminate you against you and your ability to uh, to have the right to vote and uh, we got we got mostly pro responses in that 19th amendment uh, debate yes uh, women and men alike should be allowed uh, to vote without issue uh, so we uh, we've we've been getting we've been getting some comments here and there uh, this week about women in leadership you know we're taking largely a a biblical spin on it and uh, we're going to have some pros and cons. I was talking to uh to my people this morning about it and they say, "Hey Quinn, why didn't you get any any uh, actual women in leadership for your podcast?" And I said, "Well, first and foremost, and Trump's America, it's, it's tough to find women in leadership roles. You know, they really uh they really aren't out there." Um but secondly, uh, you know, you call, you know, Hillary Clinton, you call uh, Elizabeth Warren, even Sarah Palin, who I don't think has any uh, leadership roles at this stage in her career. But you call these offices and, and you know, you tell them, hey, Beantown podcast, uh, here are my here's my profile. Here are my stats. You know, this many million subscribers and listens you know, per week and advertising dollars, all that stuff. And they just uh, they don't even get back to you, so it's really uh, it's kind of disrespectful. And I gotta I gotta tell you, when we're talking about this women in leadership debate, it, it certainly starts to to swing the pendulum a certain way. And I won't uh, I won't give away which way it swings, but uh, you know it is what it is. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that in a little bit here. Again, we're just waiting on our friend Joaquin to call in. Uh, he's Seem pretty eager to get on the podcast, so uh, hopefully we'll we'll get you coming in soon here, Joaquin. Until then, uh, boy, what what's what's been going on in the news lately? Let's let's run down a couple different things. NBA playoffs are in full swing. The uh, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers are uh, are making some noise. You know, one of their big uh, things. So they they've taken a series lead now against Dwayne Wade. And the Miami Heat, formerly uh, LeBron James, old flame. The uh, the so the Seventy Sixers were pretty bad for a while there, and uh, their big kind of motto as they move forward here has been trust the process. And I, I got to tell you what, it's working for the Seventy Sixers. I've actually had to to trust the process myself uh, just recently. I was sitting down last night, kind of went on a. Uh, a binge episode had about five different or not five, but f- different, but brats. I had five bratwurst and uh, some onion rings and even threw a margarita in there. So in a way I'm, I'm trusting the process myself. And that process is, uh, is, is the digestive process and uh, early progress reports uh, were positive on trusting the process in that department this morning. And by department, I, I mean my large intestine, 
So that was, uh, that was, that was how I trust the process. You know, I trust that, Hey, every time I consume an inordinate amount of, of food, meat, carbs, uh, saturated fats, all that stuff that, Hey, body's going to take care of itself. So, you know what they say, you, you, you're not going to be in your, your mid twenties forever, but while you're in your mid twenties, you are in your mid twenties. So that's, that's what I'm living by. What else is going on in mean town? Uh, light city is is happening in Baltimore this weekend uh, just finishing up if you get got, had the chance probably too late at this one but if you had the chance to uh walk around uh, the Inner Harbor region or Fed or Fells or Canton a lot of cool light displays around those waterfront neighborhoods uh, it's really just a great reminder i think to me that we may not be able to solve uh, government corruption or gang violence or uh, racial discrimination in Baltimore but I'll be damned if all the planes in BWI uh, are, are not going to be able to know where to land because of that light display. It's pretty impressive. Uh, I just swore on the podcast. That reminds me we should give our listener discretion is advised tag. Uh, so when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast, listener discretion is advised for two reasons. First, uh, we might use some uh, some adult-themed language, uh, 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 language, excuse me, on the podcast, that's number one. Number two, the podcast is simply objectively terrible. There's some adverbs for your Sunday night, so keep that in mind as you are uh, as you are listening to the podcast. We we've we've cleaned it up a little bit uh, in an attempt to uh, to win my mom back over as a subscriber. So I think it's worked, mom. If you're listening, hi, how are you? Uh, let's move on. That was Light City. The uh, the weather, as I mentioned. At the top of the hour, the weather has been getting nicer and nicer, and anyone who's from the Mid-Atlantic knows we are only a month or two away from it getting unbearably hot. And this is, uh, I I actually wanted to raise awareness about this, consider it a a little PSA. It's a particular concern for uh, guys with my body type. So here's the issue. When it gets hot out, it seems like all you see are the attractive tan people coming out of the woodwork and uh, out of the woodwork where did that even come from who's coming out of of log cabins in 2018 that's what i want to know is it time we do away with out of the woodwork that could be a debate for next week in memphis Uh, but pale chubby guys like me it we don't do as well in the uh, the 80 and the 90 degree heat let's just put that out there do not do as well so this is why uh, I'm actually long-term looking to get back to the Midwest, maybe like Minnesota or something, Wisconsin, uh, somewhere where we're doing layers nine, ten months out of the year. Layers are huge. It's your classic. Uh, I'm your classic Midwest seven or to an eight and mid-Atlantic like three to a four. Uh, that's sort of how I stack up on, on the 10-point the scale. Uh, that's the weather. Uh, speaking of uh, of weather and, and precipitation and all that stuff, my aunt uh, bought me a plant from a garden. We went to a couple of weeks ago. Really nice of her. Uh, Longwood Gardens, I believe, somewhere in uh, southeast Pennsylvania, by the uh, by, kind of by Wilmington. Uh, I tell you what, I completely get it now. I understand motherhood. I know what it's like to have a baby raise it be responsible for carrying it so this plant it's a cactus right so i'm thinking okay cactus things from the desert this baby probably only needs water once every what like three to four weeks game changer it needs water once a week uh hot damn and here's the thing the plant is growing 
in size two. It I've from what I've researched online in like one or two years, they're saying this plant is going to need a whole new pot, a whole new environment. Like so now I'm understanding all the stuff about hand me downs too. So it's just been a lot. Uh, so just keep me in your thoughts and uh, and prayers as you move forward. I. Uh, I've always had tremendous amount of respect for for people raising children, but uh, I should also mention that. So it, it's actually there's like three or four plants inside this one kind of thing. So I'm, that's three or four you know times amount taken care of. So I, I get it now. You know my parents had four kids. So I've known you know conservative white Christian homeschool families that are doing like the, the eight or nine game. I get it. You know it's man, three, thrice or, or four times the, the trouble when you got that many plants and, you know, once a week water, like, man, it's, it's a lot. So newfound respect, uh, for mothers, for people raising, uh, children. Cause I, I get it now. I, I have the same thing basically going on. So, uh, last but not least, uh, I, I've been getting a lot of coupons in the mail. Apparently that's still a thing. Companies still mail you coupons but it's been two companies specifically lately and they're they're kind of piling on the advertisement so one is camel cigarettes and the other one is victoria's secret so if you know me you know that i don't smoke cigarettes and uh, up to this point i have not yet bought ladies bras or panties before Uh, but i i keep the the coupons on the fridge uh, because while I don't have any current plans to purchase those uh, products in the future, if I ever do find myself buying some dip or panties, I am going to save so much money, and you all are going to look very foolish. So uh, take that for what you will. If you have any unwanted uh, coupons that, that you're not using, whether it's for dip or bras and panties, or maybe something that I would actually use, like antidepressants, or mid-range bourbon, or frozen pizza. You know, those sorts of goods and commodities are ones that that I eat up, literally and uh, and figuratively. So please do send those my way if you get the chance. You know where to send it. That's that's what's been going on in in my life here. Uh, we are going to send a a quick message of encouragement to our friend Joaquin. Hopefully he's ready to go. Um, he has, uh, according to the red receipts, he has seen my messages and uh, we are now goading him to uh, to call in goad. G-O-A-D. There is a word for you. Let's, let's check it out. Goad, to provoke or annoy. Well, that's not quite the connotation I want to go for. So as to stimulate some action or reaction. Sounds like, uh, okay, not even going to go there. Uh, number two, drive or urge an animal on with a goad. Ooh, now that's intriguing. Is goad a noun as well as a verb? Let's, uh, let's dig deeper into this. Bet you did not think that, that we were going to be discussing language on the podcast, other than the foul stuff I usually use, and not the chicken variety. And goad, noun, a spiked stick used for driving cattle, cinnamons, prod, spike, staff, crook, and rod. I always wanted a crook 
the you know the the shepherd's thing kind of looks like a cane and uh i just thought it would be super cool one of these days i'm gonna herd some sheep and uh and then my ship's really gonna come in so that's what's been going on there what else is happening in life the uh, philadelphia flyers were officially eliminated by the two-time stanley cup defending champion pittsburgh penguins just about an hour ago i was chilling at a a bar uh, down on the waterfront in downtown Harrisburg, watching uh, this was this was actually really cool. So uh, there are two screens: one baseball, one hockey. The hockey one, as mentioned, Pittsburgh Penguins versus uh, 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 Philadelphia Flyers. Excuse me. The baseball game so cool. This was the Pittsburgh Pirates versus the Philadelphia Phillies. We had first of all four times the alliteration. Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh Penguins, Philadelphia Flyers, Philadelphia Phillies. That was super cool. They were happening at the same time, and Philadelphia won the baseball game. Pittsburgh won the hockey game, the hockey game being far more important. It was a series-clinching victory. The, uh, the Penguins will now advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals, where they will await the winner of hell if I know. Let's see. What are the other series? We have Maple Leafs versus Bruins. We have Caps versus Blue Jackets, and then, uh, excuse me, the Lightning already defeated the the Devils. Where are the Devils? A little David Putty action for you. I did see that Patrick Warburton had made an appearance at the Barclays Center. I think that's where the Devils play. I actually don't know. It might not be. Um, but he was dressed in his, his famous Seinfeld face paint. That was pretty cool. We're just going to go down the rabbit hole here. Where do the New Jersey Devils New Jersey Devils play? Let's see. Prudential Center, which is in the Meadowlands. So it's not Barkley uh Barclays. Let's see. It's in downtown Newark, which I've never had the chance to to walk around. I've been to the airport a couple times right across the uh the river there from New York City, I believe. Beautiful views of the skyline. Oh, you go. It goes Newark, then Jersey City, then New York. But uh, but Staten Island is, is straight south of Newark too. So Staten Island is a fascinating place. If anyone listening has ever lived in Staten Island or visited or, or yeah visited Staten Island, shoot us an email, beantownpodcast@yahoo.com. That's Beantown, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcast@yahoo.com. Uh, tell us what it, what is it like. To live in Staten Island, you know, you you think of New York, and you think of Manhattan, and then Bronx, Bronx Zoo, Yankees, all that good stuff. Brooklyn, huge in population. I think it would be like the fifth largest city in America if it was just by itself. Queens, countryside, uh, more like where Kennedy and I think LaGuardia are, although I can never remember exactly where LaGuardia is. I think it's just north of, like, a straight shot north of Kennedy, right? On the other side of of Long Island. Something like that. Tough to find on the map because it's it's so small. Anyways, uh but then you got Staten Island. Oh, there it is. I see East Elmhurst. Yeah, it's north of Kennedy and a little bit west. Then you got Staten Island. What's what's the deal with Staten Island? You know, it's kinda like the fifth borough. Nobody ever really talks about it. Are there things happening on Staten Island? Do people actually live there? 
Is it just an uninhabited island? I don't quite understand what's going on with it. Is it a lot cheaper than other places? Is it kind of like its own mini New York, but still part of New York City? So these are the questions that I would like answers to. So please, if you know anything about Staten Island, we're we're doing some investigative research. You can always tweet at us. We are at BeantownCast uh, on Twitter or on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube. Uh, always comment on this video. You know where to find us. Oh, there's a Target and a Home Depot and an Applebee's. Well, that sells it to me. I think we might have to take Beantown Podcast on the road to Staten Island. Live from Applebee's. That could be a thing, right? It's like Chili's Jr. It's it's good but not great, whereas Chili's is is good and great. So uh Staten Island. That let let's let's put that on let's put a pin in that, you know. Let's come back to that uh pretty soon here. Um we're gonna go ahead for the sake of time here. I don't know uh I don't know what's going on with Joaquin. I hope you're fine. Hopefully you didn't fall into a well or anything like that. Uh, let me check. We got some we got some tweets to the account here. Let's see if there's anything I'm missing. Uh, nope, just some likes on my tweets. What else is new? Some retweets, you know, some likes, some favorites, that sort of thing. Uh, that reminds me, please. Uh, so we are in talks with a snack food company currently to try to get uh, a sponsor for the podcast, actually, which is uh, really exciting. It helps us all out a bunch. If you like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that stuff. It really makes a difference in uh, the advertising revenue dollars. And when we can increase that revenue, we can increase new platforms. Spotify, uh, there have been rumors of expanding to that platform. We'll have more money to go on the road, uh, potentially get in front of some some live audiences here on these road trips, which would be really cool. So um, please like us, subscribe, uh, comment, rate. If you like the Beantown Podcasts, please let us know. Leave some comments. You can rate us on iTunes. You can rate us on SoundCloud. Write us a review on Facebook. All that stuff helps. If you really hate the podcast, you can do that as well. Um, it's still going to help us generate traffic, and that's always good for uh, advertising dollars. So we're hoping to get that snack food company as a sponsor. That would be huge. Uh, but we're also you know, continuing to explore other avenues for revenue. So with that, let me get a sip of water, and we're going to jump into our, our big uh, topic for discussion today. 23 minutes in. We're, we're in good shape. I need to find dinner after this. Is there a Chili's in Harrisburg? Maybe somebody could research that for me uh, as we are, we're, we're moving into women in leadership. Bum, bum, bum. You'll also notice that uh, we're going to probably not have any intro or outro music these next four weeks because uh, my guitar is at home in Beantown again this week. Right now we're coming to you live from Harrisburg. Next week we'll be in Memphis. After that, Boston and then Washington, D.C. We're not even scheduled to do a podcast um, from the homestand until, let's see, 29th, May May 19th maybe, a month from now. That's crazy to think about, but that's the way it's going. So uh, I was singing. I was uh, coming over 
up on uh, 83 today and uh they were i was listening to justin tucker the ravens kicker because he's a big opera singer he had a commercial on and he was singing uh uh, the Toreador song from Carmen, Bizet, George Bizet, Carmen. And of course he's got a good voice. And of course I got to belt it out too, you know, I'm trying to join in. And then uh, I started singing after, uh, after Tucker finished up, I started singing some Funichuli, Funichula, uh, classic Italian favorite, Mamma Mia. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm being st- honest to God, straightforward with you. I'm not a great singer, but damn, when I get hot on those opera hits, I can fly. So, if you think that you want to uh, potentially hear that, we might try to do like some sort of uh, instrumental backing track from uh, from the internet, and I'll just I'll I'll be the best opera singer you ever listened to. If you think that would be fun, let us know because uh, it's probably going to sideline my voice for a couple days afterwards. But hey, I do it for the fans. That's how much I love you guys. So there was my tangent. We're at twenty five minutes. Let's hit. Women in leadership. So we're going to do a little uh, pros and cons sort of thing here. Then I will leave my my thoughts uh, on the issue. This is like having you know two guests on to debate the topic, except it's just me. I think it will be better that way. Um, you know, only you only have to keep track of one view. You know, you don't have to. I'm still going to present both sides, but it's not going to get all all mushy and jumbled and, and fake news that sort of thing. So, let's go ahead and and jump in. And hey, if Joaquin calls in at any point, we're just going to throw him right into the discussion of women in leadership, even though that's not what what he signed up for. So. Let's do a little. Uh, let's do a little con first, and we're we're hitting home. We're hitting hard, right where right where you make your money. Right, we're going to the New Testament. Oh boy, we uh, we did our Easter or Good Friday podcast um, uh, a couple what, three weeks ago here, and if you heard that, I wasn't too happy with God. Uh, you know, he he killed all those Egyptian firstborns. Like, what was the deal with that? Uh, Burning Bush, we 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 said would be a good softball team name. I still think that's incredible. Burning Bush would also be a good horse name. But uh, we're going to do our Kentucky Derby podcast in a couple weeks here. But uh, let's let's read from some scripture. And uh, let's see. This is this is from Mark three, verses thirteen through nineteen. And I, I'm just giving a little summary here. You can follow along. I'm in the uh, the New International Version or NIV as we call it in the the non-denom church. Uh, So we're talking about apostles here, 12 apostles, uh, 13 actually. So Judas sort of, uh, he gets benched. You know, he kisses Jesus on the cheek. He's out of there. Uh, They brought in someone else. I don't know. Maybe it was like Thomas the third or something. Uh, He might've been a a king of England. I don't remember. But so Jesus, if if you're following along your Bible, he only chose men as 12 apostles. And that is often cited as a reason by the church and by conservatives, by Christians, that only men should be appointed to church leadership roles. Uh, so Jesus sent his apostles out to spread the gospel to the world, seeking food and shelter where they could find it, facing great danger and ultimately martyrdom. It's a hell of a word there. Uh, this would not have been considered an appropriate role for a woman in biblical times, just as it would not be considered appropriate today. That's from ChristianBibleReference.com. So there's there's your first uh, uh, against argument for women in leadership. We're going to keep on 
going here. We're going to come straight from the scripture here with a stone cold stunner. First Corinthians chapter 14, verses 33 through 35. As in all the congregations of the saints, women should remain silent in the churches. They are not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home, for it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. Wow. I don't know who wrote Corinthians, but he's coming out hard in the paint, and he's going with a skyhook right for those two points. First uh, Timothy 2.11 uh, to chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 says, A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. Uh, f- side note, full submission would be a uh, really good like college student uh, film thriller, uh, something to do with like sexual predator. I don't know. It's still raw. We're still thinking about it. Let's, let's go back. Uh, a woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man. She must be silent. Timothy, coming in strong. That's a man who knows what he wants. That's that's a 21st century man right there. Uh, and then we're going to finish up here with uh, Return of Kings. If you don't know Return of Kings, uh, it, that's probably a good thing, and you might just want to keep it that way. But we're going to read from an article that was published last year from Return of Kings talking about women in leadership. It says, uh, almost every young woman nowadays is being taught to embrace their leadership skills, to fashion themselves as bossy, rational leaders. Bossy. I, I feel that word. <laughs> right, guys? Uh, oh, Jesus. All the while ignoring the very fact that most women are idiotic. <laughs> oh, jeez. I should have screened this. Uh, it's all right. There's no swearing. Uncultured and, if made powerful, potentially socio- sociopathic sociopathic it seems like the emphasis should be somewhere else but sociopathic the fact is most women distinctly lack the ability and prowess to become great minds let's look at the current state of affairs this is what i was saying how many noteworthy economists have been women i can't name any economists how many philosophers have been women you you hear a lot about plato and socrates and aristotle you don't hear about marge or uh, or Betsy, you know. So just throwing that out there, I think. Uh, so that 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 was our cons side of the argument. So we're coming in pro, and uh, we're utilizing CNN uh, as a source article. And I, I apologize for that. I know they're very biased. They're not the best. But uh, hey, you know, when you're trying to get both sides to a to a losing argument, and I say that tongue in cheek. Uh, for all the the females out there who are about ready to find me and chop my balls off, uh, you got to do what you can. So coming in with the pro side, let's lighten it up a little bit here for you. CNN says the evidence shows that female leaders typically have more compassion and empathy and a more open and inclusive negotiation style. You'll see they didn't cite their sources, which I think is is red flag number one. But let's 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 plow forward. Uh, this is not, of course, necessarily true of all women. There are many different leadership styles. That said, modern ideas of transformative leadership are more in line with qualities women generally share, empathy, inclusiveness, and an open negotiation style. In developing nations, having women at the table impacts how policy resources are spent, either through gender budgeting efforts or simply such as in the case of climate change. Oh, boy. Al Gore alert. Jesus let me tell you this climate change wasn't an issue when george bush was president okay 
I'm going to go out there and say it. And then Obama comes in and, uh, yeah, Kyoto Protocol, enough said. Uh, let's get back to it. Showing how women in the developing world experience issues differently than men. The involvement of women in the climate movement, for example, they're stuck on the climate movement. Get a new song, CNN. Uh, has led to better policymaking and spurred solutions like clean water, clean solar cook stoves. That's the end of the sentence. Women's leadership also helps drive direct change in structural policies, including parental leave, child care, and pay. And I'm glad they said that because here's a, a little rant for you here for your Sunday night wind down. Uh, difference between uh, maternity leave and paternity leave. So you talk to a modern woman in the U.S., and she's having a baby, and she gets maternity leave for from her company, which maybe is guaranteed under federal. I, I don't actually know. Excuse me. But these ladies are getting, like, four weeks sometimes of maternity leave, which, okay, that's fine. Not upset about that. But how many weeks are guaranteed for the, the pats out there, for the dads, paternity leave? I don't see many dads getting four weeks of paternity leave. So that's 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 my concern. You know, let's let's either everybody get four weeks or if if you're not going to give dads four weeks then you got to bump those women down, you know, because Title nine says that uh, that you can't give more paternity leave to a woman than you can to a man. In fact, most men aren't even allowed to take maternity leave. They call it something completely different, paternity leave. So uh, uh, pa from the 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 old Amish root for Pennsylvania. So there's there's a little rant for you. Uh, how how do I fall on on this women in leadership thing? Um, well, first and foremost, I have another a rant that I want to put out there. Um, Actually, no, we talked about it on the podcast last week, right? I don't want to double up here. It was the, you know, the women who, you know, post a Snapchat story of like Zac Efron shirtless dancing and singing and, and doing all the sexy times and stuff. And they're like, mm, 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 caption. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. My issue is that you pull a guy out and he posts a Snapchat story of, I don't know, Kate Upton on the beach doing her sexy time and he's like mm, mm, mm. all of a sudden it's just a flock he's just, he's attacked for uh for expressing his sexuality and i don't think we should be attacking anyone for expressing their sexuality uh they can do what they want to do on on snapchat unless and this has come into play uh being of of my age sometimes you see those people on snapchat who you're like friends with kind of but you don't really care about them those are the ones who get you where you'll just be browsing along through snapchat stories at like nine o'clock one night and boom next thing you know there are some naked breasts uh and or other genitalia out right live on the snapchat uh that's that's always a little uh uh, discombobulating. You're not expecting it, right? I guess if you were in the right mood, you know, it might be welcomed. But uh, for most people, myself included, uh, it's you don't expect it, and it sort of hits you hard, not in a, a good way. So uh, there, there's your warning. If any of my friends were thinking of exposing themselves uh, live on Snapchat tonight, please, uh, please refrain, or at least here, here's what I. Okay, here's a compromise because we're all about compromise on this podcast, especially tonight. Um, just post a picture before that, like a black screen, 
and just say, boom, naked boobs alert or something like that. Or if uh, other parts of your body that generally don't come out are going to be making an appearance uh, on your profile, then, then just give us a heads up. You know, it's, it's just the polite thing to do in 2018. So that's my rant about, about getting naked on Snapchat. I've seen it on Instagram too. Um, usually you just don't want to see it, you know, if, if, give us a warning. That's all I'm saying. Um, so how do I feel about women in leadership? I'm totally pro and, uh, and I'll tell you why I think that, uh, the 19th amendment is good. I think we've seen a lot more, uh, female leaders. I think it's something like, uh, now 2% of fortune 500 CEOs are, are females, which is up from, you know, whatever it was under the failing Obama administration. <laughs> Don't get me started on that guy. Um, did you see him? He was uh, totally smooching on uh, on uh, the first lady, Melania Trump, at uh, at George Senior's uh, or Barbara Bush's funeral. Uh, what's up with that? You know, Obama's a big player. Uh, sometimes he's a little bit too charismatic, though. So keep an eye on that guy, Mister Stilio Girl. Um, so that uh, that was going on. But yeah, I, I'm I'm totally pro on this issue. I think they bring uh, the, having females in 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 positions of, of leadership is long overdue, um, diverse perspectives, you know, this might come as a shock to a lot of you listeners, um, especially the right wing base. And I'm, I'm trying not to alienate you guys, but, um, you know, it's the, the guys have sort of had their fun and now it's ladies night, you know, and it's ladies night and the feelings, right? Oh yeah. It's ladies night. Oh, what a night. Is that, uh, sings that, is that cool in the gang or, uh, what's who sings do a little dance make a little love get down tonight is that rj in the funk house or something like that uh well now we gotta look this up um it's not cool in the gang ladies night oh what a night oh it is cool in the gang hey that's what i'm talking about i get them i feel like they sound very similar to um make a little love do a little dance, or do a little dance, or a little get down at Casey and the Sunshine Band, who Casey was actually a white guy. Did you know that? I think I'd heard. Uh, that's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think I heard that on the radio about fifty times in my life before I realized that. Uh, while most of the members of Casey and the Sunshine Band identify as African American, Casey himself is a white pudgy guy looks like he lives on staten island or something uh that was shocking when i found that out uh that's kind of the end of, of what i wanted to say there joaquin if you're out there uh we would love to have you call in i know you've seen my messages you have my number uh we we do have a, a tight schedule here, and we're running long. So uh, I apologize to the listeners. Um, you're feeling disappointed. We haven't gotten to talk about uh, passion or losing your passion yet. Um, as we approach the 40-minute mark here, which is already longer than, than I like to get on most podcasts, we do have one other thing uh, to get to before we wrap up. Yeah, it's been super long, right? No intro music, no outro music. Usually we're at like half an hour and then maybe 10 minutes of intro-outro, but... Um, we're we're doing what we can here. We so we haven't. So let me take a sip of water. Ah, I feel like Marco Rubio. We haven't done advice questions on the podcast. 
in a while, and that is not because we have uh, been ignoring your uh, your questions or your requests that you email to us or tweet at us. That's just because uh, there have not been requests. So uh, we would love to to get some more questions. We always appreciate it when those do roll in. Again, there's so many ways that you can engage with us, uh, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. But the best way to, to get in touch if you want a direct form of contact is our email. It's beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. That's beantown, again, B-E-A-N-T-O-W-N, podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, email us that. We got, always love it, when we get the advice questions coming in. Oh, baby, here we go. So this is uh, from Ashley B. in Blair, Maryland. Hi, Ashley. Thanks for calling in. Uh, so I'm with my boyfriend right now as I'm writing this. And honestly, I'm so bored I had to write this. Oof, that's a tough crowd. I heard the best relationships are boring because zero drama. I don't know who told you that, but uh, the the drama thing is... Zero drama, good. Uh, boring, bad. Right. Keep those bees together, uh, like you're a, like you're an apiarist. That's what I would say. But to me, that's BS. I'm not saying cook up drama like a bunch of kids. But if you've been with a guy for just two months and are already this bored, then what's left? You know, I bring up things that interest me, but no response. He always wants to talk about some serious stuff. Things that are important but not compulsory to talk on every day. Not the best phrasing there. Maybe run this by your English teacher first. Uh, he is content, just sitting down silently and counting down the days. Jesus Christ, that is grim as hell. Counting down the days to what? You know, I thought if Jesus was going to make a return, it was going to be during that 2012 Mayan calendar stuff. And six years later, all we got was a crappy John Cusack movie. Uh, moving on. Uh, me, I want someone I can be myself with. Well, it sounds like you kind of are. Uh, he asked once why I don't call him when I want to have fun, laugh, or open up. And the answer is because you don't respond. Boom. Don't know what to do, to be honest. Well, she writes TBH. Uh, for any of you older listeners, I know we've been trying to tap into the uh, the 80 to 89 demographic uh, after last week's podcast. And let's do a little side note right there. Thank you so much. Uh, this should not have uh, had to have wait, waited 42 minutes to, to get in. But thank you to my grandma, Sally, for coming on the podcast live last week to talk about stamping, to talk about cruises, to talk about China. You should have seen my hands. I did the motion so good, better than the POTUS himself. Uh, we had a great time. It was our most highly reviewed podcast yet. One of our... Uh, highest listened to one. So, uh, I do apologize for this one because let's see, we're coming off of Jack two weeks ago, my brother, and then my grandmother, Sal last week. Those were both really, uh, strong podcasts, great reviews, kept it brief enough. Uh, this one has been kind of all over the place, a little bit of a crash and burn type of deal. So, uh, do apologize, but thank you to my grandma last week for coming on. That was fantastic. Uh, we are going to be coming to you live. Uh, we're going on the road again later this summer for one, maybe two podcasts, probably two. Um, 
but we're going to be coming to you live out from uh, Alaska slash Canada, and uh, we might be able to get my grandma Sal back on the podcast at that time uh, since she got such great reviews the first time. We would like to get her back on again uh, before too long. So look out for that. That would be in uh, late July, early August. But back to this advice question. Well, Ashley, uh, here here's what I got to tell you. If you're not happy, then you're not happy, you know? And uh, if you feel like he's this weirdo who's counting down the days until what, which you uh, you did not really specify, but it might be time that you get a new boo, you know? Uh, this guy doesn't sound like he's got a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, give him another chance. Uh, you might just want to show him what you wrote here. And, uh, you know, you can uh, you can have him listen to the podcast, show him this advice. Uh, he kind of sounds like a loser, you know, like my favorite Beck song. And uh, as great as that song was, you know, Soy Un Perdedor, you don't want to date Un Perdedor. Um, you want to date un, uh, un Champion, you know. So there's my advice for you. Uh, if you're not happy, you got to get out. Uh that was that was the Beantown podcast for this week, and uh, uh, we're not getting anything from Joaquin, Alaska, despite being, what are we, 45, 46 minutes in now. So, Joaquin, sorry we miss you today. Uh, we will try to reconnect in the future, uh, maybe next week. Again, reminder, next week we are coming to you live from memphis tennessee we'll be doing a little life on the mississippi action there and after that we are going to be in boston we are getting together with ryan ligon and kristen english hosts of the car ride convos podcast ryan was on for our oscar special if you remembered which was it feels like a really long time ago but was what only the first week of March, I think. So it's only been a little over a month, but uh, this has been the last four weeks. I feel like I've taken two years off of my life uh, because of a lot of different things, but mostly work-related stuff and a lot of travel. But uh, we're soaking it up every day. And then in three weeks from today, we will be doing a podcast live from uh, more or less Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Look out for that as well. Um, this has been Quinn David Furness presenting the Beantown podcast. If you did make it this far, uh, I do appreciate you, uh, sticking with us, please. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, if you liked our lively debate, um, if you liked what's been going on in my life, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, please, uh, rate us, uh, write about us, uh, share us with your friends. And I, I mean that you know, a lot of this podcast is tongue in cheek, but this is part of my, uh, long-term life plan to, to kind of get going here. So if you do like what you're hearing and you have friends who are looking, uh, for podcasts to listen to, check it out or, or share it with them. Tell them to check it out. If they really don't like it, great. But at least, at least you spread the word. So kind of like Jesus told his 12 apostles, right? Go be the salt of the earth. Uh, just not the salt that that Lot's wife got turned into. So a lot of salt in the Bible, uh, sort of, sort of your, uh, uh, you know, one of those things that pop up forty days, forty nights, uh, seven, the number seven, also the name seven from George's stanza, salt. Uh, 
which was an Angelina Jolie movie that I uh, I don't think I ever saw. I saw The Tourist with Johnny Depp, but I never did see Salt. I don't think I've ever seen an Angelina Jolie movie that I actually remember. Uh, I never did see Tomb Raider. Uh, I will watch that sexy clip on Beowulf, you know, on repeat or from Beowulf on repeat uh, over and over again. But those are the only two minutes of the movie that I'm actually interested in. Uh, beyond that, I just know her for Brad Pitt. Are they married? Are they engaged? Divorced? What about their 19 kids? I don't really know. I don't care to know. Um, and that's how we're going to finish the podcast with an old-fashioned rant about a celebrity that was important 15 years ago. So thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, again, we're coming to you live from Harrisburg, PA, Beantown Podcast Road Trip. It's been a great time. We are going to go get some dinner uh, before hitting up the work week this week. Next week we'll be in Memphis. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and we will check in on you next week.